Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of Christmas Around the World. Today's episode is going to be about how Christmas is celebrated in Portugal. I hope uh, you all enjoy this episode of Christmas Around the World. Let's get into it. Okay, so I'm going to be reading from this website. It's different from the website I usually get all my information from, which is whychristmas.com. But I will still leave this uh, this website down in the description if you want to check it out yourself. But, yeah. Let's get into it. Christmas in Portugal is a unique experience for some people, particularly those that come from very cold parts of the world. It doesn't feel Christmassy enough for others. The ability to walk outside and even get a little vitamin D is a real Christmas miracle. The more and more time I... Well... They said uh, the... the I guess the person that wrote to this went to Portugal. The more and more time I spend here, the more I look forward to Christmas in Portugal. I look forward to having a slice of bolo rey or a sonho with my coffee and seeing the Christmas tree in Lisbon. It's a beautiful time of year to come to Portugal and to see how Christmas is celebrated here. So now we're going to get into some of the Portuguese Christmas traditions. Precipios? Portugal is actually very Christmassy in its own way. One example is nativity scenes, something which you're less and less likely to see in Northern Europe. The Portuguese love nativity scenes. You'll find them all over Portugal around Christmas, often by the side of the road near roundabouts. Live nativity scenes where people dress up as the characters from the Christmas story are also incredibly popular and a feature of many towns in Portugal. Uh, I love the nativity story. It's part of my religion. And every year we usually, me and my family, we usually go to a live nativity scene and it's so cool to see. So cool to experience that. So I get where they are coming from. Portugal's love for nativity scenes has even entered the Guinness Book of of the world records in 2012 the town of Sao 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 Paio Sao Paio de Oleros entered the Guinness Book of World Records by for hosting the largest moving nativity scene in the world that is awesome to hear I didn't know that the most mechanical figures in a nativity scene record also goes to a Portuguese person this time, Manuel Jacinto from Santa Maria de Fiera, 
who broke the record in 2013. Even the smaller nativity scenes that people have in their own homes are taken very seriously. I always, like I even have in my room, I have a mantle decorated for Christmas and I have I think two uh two nativity scenes up there. I like putting up nativity scenes every year, so uh rather than just put uh or rather than set them up on the hall table, great efforts efforts goes into collecting moss bark and stones to create an authentic background. So that's cool. I mean, I didn't even know about uh, that, that they went all out for nativity scenes. The pieces themselves are often passed down from generations to generations and contain both religious figurines, Mary and Joseph, for example, as well as cultural figurines, farmers, for example. Next, uh, we're going to hear about Benanero, I guess. I guess that's how you say it. Braga has a very unique Christmas tradition where every year on December 24th, people from all over the city come together to eat bananas and drink Moscatel at the Casa das Bananas on Rua do Soto. Salto? Uh, I didn't know that. I didn't know a country ate bananas on Christmas, Christmas Eve. I, did, I didn't know that. That is really wild to hear. The tradition of Bananero, I hope I'm saying all this right, started when the owner of the banana shop decided to make a little extra money and set up a stall outside of his shop, selling glasses of Moscato. Moscato? One customer, after ordering a glass, asked him if he had anything to eat, and the owner gave him a banana. So that's cool to hear how that tradition came to be. The shop owner's son really liked this story, and the next year, he brought his friends to the shop to eat bananas and drink Moscatel. Moscatel? Uh, for whatever reason, word spread around Braga that this was the thing to do, and it wasn't long before it became a Christmas tradition. So that's funny how, like, a little thing... A little event in a country could wind up being a holiday tradition. Now, every year on December 24th, hundreds of people gather to wish each other a Merry Christmas and eat bananas and drink Moscato. Okay, now get into the Christmas markets. Now, I know a lot of countries I have covered on this podcast has done the Christmas markets. Christmas markets are much less of a thing in Portugal than they are in other European countries. 
particularly Central European countries like Germany and the Czech Republic. For a long time, the main place to go for a Christmas market was Obidos, which hosts a Christmas village every year. In recent years, however, more and more towns and cities across Portugal are putting up Christmas markets. In Lisbon, in particular, there are small Christmas markets throughout the city, as well as a big one in Eduardo VII. I don't know the what number that stands for. Let me look it up. Okay, so it's Eduardo the Seventh. <clears throat> okay, now we're going to learn about Christmas um, Umbrella Street, which I'm seeing a picture of what it looks like, and it looks so magical. Every year between July and September, so in the summer. Oh, well, I don't know if it would be summer over there. Uh, every year between July and September, Aguero, Aguera decorates its streets with brightly colored umbrellas, tinsels, and balloons. But did you know that Agueda also does a Christmas Umbrella Street as well? I didn't know that. Thank you, Oracle, for bringing it to my attention. Okay, now we get into the 24th, the day before the big day. Christmas in Portugal takes place on the eve of the 24th, so, oh, so, let me finish reading, of December, although as a lot of it happens around midnight, it crosses over into the 25th, oh, okay, so it happens mostly at midnight, so it crosses over from Christmas Eve to Christmas Day. Shoes, as opposed to stockings, are traditionally laid out for the baby Jesus, as opposed to Santa. I've, I've heard in, I forgot which country it was, that I've done a podcast on, it talked about them leaving, the sh- leaving something out for the baby Jesus. And the house is decorated for Christmas. Part of this involves setting up the nativity scene. Although the baby Jesus isn't added just yet. Yeah, I heard uh, heard of some countries doing that. I know I keep repeating myself. But I've heard of some countries doing that. They don't put the baby Jesus in the manger until Christmas Eve. Closer to... Christmas Day, so. Most families go to Midnight Mass. Like, like I've been saying. Yeah, this was, um, they do a lot, they do Midnight Mass in a lot of the countries I have covered on this podcast, so I'm very familiar with it. Although some churches have Masses that take place a little earlier, a big part of Midnight Mass is kissing the baby Jesus and everyone in the congregation 
will queue up to do so. Now, I didn't know that. Learn something new every day. In some parts of Portugal, for example, in Braganca, Guarda, or Castelo Branco, it's not uncommon for there to be a large communal fire in the church car park. It gives everyone in the community a chance to gather around and wish each other a Feliz Natal or Merry Christmas. Now, that is really cool to hear how a community comes together and just just wishes each other a Merry Christmas. That is really awesome to hear. Because most, uh, most people, they don't take time out of their busy life to celebrate Christmas. And just to tell somebody Merry Christmas. They find the Christmas season to be a burden, which it shouldn't be. It should be a time to get together with your family or if you don't have any close families, get together with your friends. Be around people you love and care for. So, After that, it's back home to see what present the baby Jesus or Santa has left for everybody. The baby Jesus also gets added to the nativity scene as he's now officially born. Traditional Portuguese Christmas foods. Conceros, Christmas dinner or concerto uh, takes place on the eve of the 24th. Portugal's national dish, bacalha, is uh, probably the most uh, traditional option for Christmas dinner, although octopus, octopus is also common in the north of Portugal and in the Algarve. As Portugal is a Catholic country, meat doesn't feature at all. The starters are likely to be fish-based salgado, like bolijos de bacalhas and risois de camaro. Regardless of the Catholicism, Am I saying that right? Hold on. Okay, I wasn't saying that right. It's Catholicism. Let me get back to where I was. Oh, regardless of Catholicism, it isn't surprising that bacalha is eaten at Christmas. The Portuguese love bacalha. What's surprising though is the bacala recipe used for Christmas, bacala de consadas. There are more than 365 recip- different recipes for bacala, uh, and this isn't the most popular bacala recipe made up of cabbage, boiled eggs, boiled potatoes, and bacala. It is very basic and non-indulgent, particularly when compared to bacala com, com natas, 
although the gallons of olive oils, olive oil added usually usually jazz it up a little. You don't have to have this particular particular bacala recipe. Of course, there are countless others like bacala con natas and bacala con broad that would be more suitable, more than suitable for a Christmas meal. Okay, now we're getting into what I think everybody at Christmas time looks forward to, sweets and desserts. Sweets particularly, particularly sweet pastries are a big part of the Portuguese Christmas dinner, the sweets, most of which fall into the category of Friday dough, are a lot more indulgent. Rabanadas, or fatias doradas, which is French toast with a wine sauce, which sounds so good, and the sonhos are both deep fried and covered in sugar and have a very festive feel to them. As do the Azevias do Grau e Amendoa, which is a fried chickpea and almond pastries. Casacoros and the Filhos. Hold on. There are also Bros. Bros. Often called Bros. de Natal, which are oval sweet bread biscuits. These are normally made with sweet potatoes, ground almonds, eggs, sugar, and orange peel. Along with these sweets, popular desserts include flan, arroz doche, rice pudding, and aletria. Okay, people say it's just for the kids, but adults love it too. It's definitely one of the... Oh. Wait a minute. Oh, there's Lampria de Natal, a dessert made almost entirely of egg yolks and shaped like a lamprey fish. Sometimes make an ex appearance. People say it's just for kids, but I don't love it too. It's definitely one of Portugal's strangest culinary creations. Two other cakes that you can definitely expect to see are Bolare and Bolarena, two bread-style fruitcakes that are made of dried fruit and nuts. Bolare, which is a king cake, also has candied fruit on the top. Okay, the next day, December 25th, is a quieter day, and most families usually have a meat dish, like lamb, cabrito, as cabrito asado, which is a baby goat, or even turkey, or there's the option to have bacala again. The bacala eaten on the 25th is known as raupa valha which is old clothes, and is basically basically a mash made from all of the leftovers, bacala conscata, usually with an egg thrown in as well. So that's really neat. So what to drink at 
Christmas. Many people who come to Portugal often don't realize that there are so many different types of port. Vintage, tawny, ruby, white, LBV, crusted, the list goes on. As it's Christmas, it's a good excuse to splash out on a vintage bottle or two of port. You'll find these in every Portuguese supermarket or Garafira, off license, and they're actually very affordable. Alternatively, a late bottled vintage, which is an LBV, tastes a lot like a vintage port, but is much cheaper. As well as port, consider adding a bottle of Jinjinha to the shopping list. This is a Portuguese alcohol made from sour cherries that has a very Christmassy taste. That sounds really tasty. And it looks good too. It shows a picture on this website. If you have a sweet tooth, which I do, or maguinha, a liquor made from almonds and tastes very much like marzipan is another to stick in the trolley. So, yeah. I've never heard of all these different foods and stuff. So, I'm learning a lot of new stuff. So, I think that's where I'm going to finish off. Because it is getting late here. It's like 1 in the morning here, and the rest is just about more food, and I'm already hungry as it is, so yeah, I'm gonna stop here, but yeah, I hope you all enjoyed this. I know I've been away for some time. I haven't been doing the podcast, but I'm going to try to come back. I got a schedule made, so I'm going to try to come back if I don't forget and keep doing this. Because I love doing this podcast, and yeah, I'm getting, it's not even Halloween yet, and I'm already getting into the Christmas spirit. I've been watching Christmas movies, listening to Christmas music. So, yeah. I think I'm about ready to switch gears from Halloween to Christmas. So, yeah. I hope you enjoyed, and I hope you have a good night and a good rest of your day tomorrow.